Welcome to Episode 9 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are in a series based on my book entitled, Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. This entire podcast has to do with living a quality Christian life. A life filled with joy and abundance. A life that's debt-free. A life that understands what faith is. A life that's filled with strong, powerful, effective prayers. In upcoming episodes, we'll discuss issues like miracles, subjects dealing with marriage, parenting, and all the issues that we face each and every day. Because of my background in finance and business before becoming a pastor for nearly 20 years, we will be discussing issues in business, how to make good transaction, how to make money, which is always encouraging to a lot of folks, but most importantly, we will focus on how to live a wonderful, quality Christian life. In all my years of Christian counseling for, uh, from, on biblical principles, the area of finances has been at the top. I enjoy talking about a lot of other things. I enjoy marital counseling. I certainly enjoy talking to people about uh, doing something for the Lord and getting involved in uh, their church. But the area of money, the area of making more money seems to be on the minds of so many today. Making more money, though, might be like taking a painkiller for your body. What it does is it fixes the problem temporarily, but it does not tell you what caused the problem. For so many years, I've heard this statement, if only I made more money. Then they might follow up with, I'd be able to get out of debt or buy a larger home or take my family on vacation. And in some cases, just simply say to be able to make my monthly payments. Now, I know it's true that in some cases, making more money may be necessary. However, the majority of times people should say something like this. If only I would budget or spend more time on controlling my spending and less time thinking about making more money. In actuality, an instant increase in income may not be a blessing or it may not be the answer to our financial need. I have seen, uh, read about people who became wealthy overnight and how their lives became a disaster. One of the reasons the prosperity message is so popular is because many people believe it's a quick fix to their financial woes. Before we decide that more money is the answer, Let's, let, let's look at a few questions. Let's, let me ask you a few questions that might help us get a clearer understanding of these issues. Number one, is there a shortage of money or do we have a wrong attitude towards spending? Now, we've already had an episode on spending and I believe if you went back to that and checked it out, there could be some tools there that would help you understanding the proper way to spend the funds that God blesses us with. Number two, do we desire more money to feed our relentless desire for material possessions? If that's the case, we certainly want to avoid that. Now, now please don't misunderstand me. I think having nice things is wonderful. I believe that God wants to bless us. I believe that having a nice home and drive a nice car and be able to pay tithe to our church and then give offerings to our church and, and, and send our kids off to a good college and, and go on vacations, they're great. They're wonderful things, but they need to be in order and they must not violate God's word on avoiding a desire for material possessions alone. Number three, have we ever considered this question? Now, now, now listen to this very carefully. How much income is enough? You know, 
in all the years as that I served as a banker, I saw people make more and more money and get more and more confused about what they thought life was all about. I remember having an attorney once as a customer. Uh, we went out to lunch one day and he called me and says, I'd like to pick you up. And so he drove up in a limousine to take us, take me to lunch. Now, he's a nice guy, really a very nice man. And I met him and his wife and his family and they really were a great couple. But he really had this problem with feeling that more money was always the answer. So I got in the limo with him, and I'm quite, quite uncomfortable, I can assure you that. And we drove to a restaurant, uh, and on the way over to the restaurant, he said, the reason I'm doing this is that I can do more business uh, in the car, and I can make more money. I can save money, he said, by not having my own car, uh, and, uh, and, and save something that's very valuable to me. Matter of fact, my most precious possession, he said, my time. The time that I sit driving around the city uh, is is a waste. And many times there's things I could do. So he has his files, he had his phone, and he felt that this was the way that he could become richer and richer. Now, at the time, this man was worth somewhere around 40 or $50 million. But he told me, he says, you know, I could see myself being worth $100 million or $200 million. He says, and maybe if I work hard enough and if I commit my entire life to it, I'll be able to be a billionaire someday and I'll know what it's like to spend, you know, millions and millions of dollars just buying all the things that I dreamed I would have as a young man. Now that is an extreme story, but it's reality. And it's a reality in the lives of a lot of people. It, you may not desire to have a limo and you it, most likely you don't. I certainly don't. And you may not be concerned about what your wealth might be. But I do think we can get wrapped up in the idea of wondering, I need more money. I need more money. And, but there comes a time when we can sit down and say, I have enough to meet my needs and the needs of others. And many times think that if I need to make more money or I want to go out and make more money, I can do it with a reason to bless someone else. Because, you know, we're not taking it with us. You know, the old saying goes, you, you don't see a hearse dragging a U-Haul trailer uh, with uh, people's possessions that are going to go with them. You can't take it with you. And all the things that we have here on earth will be left behind when we go to see our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. When we go into heaven, the things of earth, the, there's an old song that says, the things of earth will grow strangely dim. Uh, and, and it goes on to say, in, in the light of his glory and grace. So let's not get wrapped up on making more, but let's just make a decision to be more efficient with what we already have. Allow me to give you a quick review of what the three questions we just said. One, is there a shortage of money or do we have a wrong attitude towards spending? Two, do we desire more money to feed our relentless desire for material possessions? And three, have we ever considered the question, how much income is enough? Now, I realize that these are not popular questions today, but they are questions that we need to ask ourselves and see if these questions line up with God's plan for our finances and God's plan that he desires for us to be debt-free. In this episode, I want to focus on the question. I'm going to repeat it again. Is more income the answer to live debt-free? Now, as I previously said, more money will not always be the answer. So, so let's use an example. Let me give you a very practical example of how we ought to look at the finances that we have coming in. Let's say that we're making $50,000 a year. We need to learn how to live within that amount. 
Now, as the Lord blesses and our income increases to maybe $60,000 a year, we must not increase our spending another $10,000. Now, let me give you this suggestion. I suggest we increase spending by only 10% of our increase in income. For example, you know, if your current income goes up 10%, so increase your standard of living by just 1%. Use the other 9% to save and to pay off debt. There's a great book that I read many years ago. It was called The Millionaire Next Door. The, the importance of, the, of that book told us that the, they don't do things. Millionaires don't do things the way you think that they would. Most millionaires uh, do not spend everything that they make. They save. They invest. In addition to that, most millionaires don't uh, need to have a, a bigger house just to impress someplace someone else. They love the idea of spending within their means. They enjoy the idea of being able to save for their future and for retirement or to be able to help someone else or send their kids to a, to a great college. They, people have different motivations for things that they want to do. And so I, I think as Christians, as believers, we need to be in prayer and ask the Lord to help us with the money that we have when it comes to increase. What do we do with the increase? How do we handle the increase? I know the normal thing is you make more, you spend more, you you get more. And, and, and the old philosophy back in the 1980s was he who dies with the most toys wins. Uh, what an insane uh, comment that was. But I, I was working during those days in the business world and, and that was the attitude. If one guy bought a new Mercedes, then someone else had to buy the more expensive one. If someone else bought a Rolex watch for $10,000, the next guy had to buy one for $30,000. And it was uh, really a total flesh it was total desire to make other people uh, think that you had more than what you actually had. And we just don't need to live that way as, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we want to be out of debt, if we want to have a desire to, to, to have that comfort and that freedom to know that I don't have a house payment, I don't have a car payment, I, I don't have to worry about uh, having the money to take care of an expense that might come up, an emergency, a, a house repair or a sickness of some kind, uh, you can do that if you're debt free. And so we're going to stay focused on that and we're going to continue to give you suggestions in ways that you can accomplish that in your own life. Now, I realize it may seem a little strange to think that more money might not be the answer. Uh, it also may seem strange that to not automatically spend more when you make more. But what I want you to understand is we must think differently than we have in the past in order to live debt free. We must develop an attitude of discipline. This type of, of discipline will lead to, to living that debt-free life, to living the goals that we've accomplished for ourselves and in our finances. Once again, I need to make this statement. It is important to understand that the Lord wants us to prosper. I believe he wants us to live debt-free. In addition to that, I think he, I, I believe that he really wants us to live according to his standard of living. You know, the world has a standard of living. Uh, and uh, rich people have a standard of living, poor people have a standard of living, but I think I'd prefer to live under God's standard of living. The Word of God tells us what His standard of living is and how He wants to bless us and prosper. In Third John uh, 2, it, it, it reads like this, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul 
prospers. Isn't it wonderful to know that we serve a God who wants to bless us? Now, a lot of folks have an image of God that he's just a big, mean guy who wants to smack us every time that we get out of line. Kind of reminds me of the uh, the game at the the carnivals or at the state fair where you 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 give the guy some money and there's this little box in front of you and there's like six or seven holes and these little heads can come popping out of the box that some of them look like a little squirrel's head or something and as the head pops up you're given a big mallet and you you're supposed to hit that the top of the head of that little thing and it pops that head back down in that hole and as soon as the hole goes up you pop down and depending on how well you do and how many of those things you are able to drive back down back into the hole uh, will determine whether you win a prize or you know walk away with a big uh, teddy bear or something well that's how some people look at our God they look at him and they think he's just sitting up there just waiting for us uh, to make a mistake so he can smack us so that he can uh, get on top of us or, or, or push us down. And, and that is not the God that we serve. He is a God that loves blessings. Now just think about it. If he, if he didn't love to bless us, then why would he allow his son to die on the cross? Why would he allow his son to go through the agony that he went through? Jesus gave of his life for us. He went through the most unbearable uh, pain and and anguish that a person could ever go through. He took on the sins of the world uh, in order to give us life and have eternal life with him. So God has experienced, has shown, he's, ex- he's, he's given examples of his blessings and his goodness to us. He created this amazing world that uh, is, uh, if it was just off one degree, one or another, the whole place would burn up or, or flood over. Uh, God created a, a place for us to live that uh, gives us fresh air and gives us sunshine. And, you know, he just simply wants to see his people happy, just like our, like we are with our children. Now, don't you want your kids to grow up and be happy? Don't you want your kids to be able to experience uh, the joys uh, in life and uh, the feeling of not being burdened with a bunch of debt? So I hope that you're taking this teaching uh, seriously enough that you can see that happen in your own life. And then I would encourage you, when you get these things down to where you're in that situation, you're moving forward to that that goal of debt-free living, that you'll be able to share this with other people. I strongly encourage you to to get this book that I've written entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living, and you can get it through uh, uh, Barnes & Noble or Amazon Books uh, or my webpage. But, you know, and I'll give you that information later, but I, I... I just want you to understand, I'm not doing this so that I can uh, feel important. I'm not doing this teaching so that I can make a bunch of money because trust me, uh, there's not a lot of money in in doing this type of thing. But the joy that I'm going to receive when I hear from people who are being blessed, whose finances have turned. Over the years when I've counseled people who are deeply in debt and I gave them some tips and some ideas. Uh, they got down, they prayed about it. They put God first in their finances. They trusted the Lord with all their heart. They leaned not on their own understanding. They acknowledged God and he direct their path. And it, it, every single day, I'll run into people or I'll get an email or something where someone says, thank you for this tip or thank you for that tip that you gave me uh, to get debt free. And my wife and I are debt free. Or some will say, we're getting there. We're we're making progress. We've paid off our credit cards, those little steps that you'll take uh, 
uh, will, will help you achieve at your goal. A lot of folks want to tune into something like this and get a few tips and figure they're going to be out of debt overnight. But I really believe, like the Bible says, the steps of a righteous man are led of God. Well, the steps that we take to get uh, debt-free will be led of God and will be blessed of God. And as you accomplish each individual goal, it brings you closer to your ultimate goal of being debt-free. And that's what I want to see for your life. And that's what I'm, I'm praying that will take place. And I just pray that this blessing, uh, this this message, I should say, will will bless you. Now, let me let me just say something here. I think it's really important. If if you're not a believer, if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, and, and sometimes when you hear me talk about the Lord Jesus Christ or talk about what he did for us and how he died on the cross for us, that may be confusing to you. But let me tell you, it's not confusing at all. If you want to have a relationship with Christ and you want to have peace in your life, if you don't have peace, you can experience peace by just turning your life over to him. So let me just take a minute and ask you out there, if you've not given your life to Christ, then why don't you just ask him to forgive you? Say, I'm sorry for my sins. I, I, I repent of my sins and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I promise to serve you all the days of my life. If you'll do that, if you'll make that statement, then you'll be on track uh, to receive the goodness of God and the blessings of God. And I pray if you made that decision that you'd find a good local church that preaches the word of God and grow in your walk with the Lord. Well, I guess if you didn't know it before, after the few words that I've spoken the last few minutes, you can tell that I was a pastor for 20 years. And my primary goal is for people to have a, a wonderful relationship with Christ uh, because I'd love to see uh, someday when God calls us home that we're all rejoicing in heaven together. But before that happens, I want to see you all debt-free, and I want you to be blessed. Now, stay with me on this. If you want to live debt-free and have freedom from always needing more income, then I want you to go back and look at the three questions I gave you earlier in this episode and examine those three points mentioned previously uh, and, and during this particular episode. And I realize that today more income may be needed to meet your needs. And there are those out there who are struggling and you've got to find a way to get additional income. And so I just I pray that you'll be blessed with that, a good job, a good steady job. And what we've gone through here uh, in our economy, up and down and up and down, it's, it's always going to be that way. But just because the economy is up and down doesn't mean that we have to live life in an up and down position. I believe that when we have a right relationship with the Lord and we understand that his blessings are found throughout his word and when our spending is under control and we know how much it takes to live each month based on the entire year's expenses, then and only then we'll be on the road to living debt-free. This would be an excellent time to look into the Word of God and get some direction for financial decisions. Uh, my favorite place to do that is found in Proverbs chapter 3. When Solomon wrote these words, he was very explicit. His words were very direct and sometimes made you feel a little uncomfortable. In order to see change in our life, though, we will feel uncomfortable at times. But being uncomfortable many times is the first step and seeing change take place. And if the change is to get us to be out of debt, then bring on the uncomfort. Let me read to you uh, in Proverbs 3, just a few words that he wrote. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. 
Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. He goes on to verse 5 and writes this, one of my absolute favorites. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. We had a session on decisions. We've had decisions on budgeting, and we need the Lord to direct us and show us which path to take. Verse 7, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Verse 9, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best parts of everything that you produce. The only way that we'll receive God's blessing is when we honor God with our finances. Place Him first in your giving. Place Him first in your desire to make decisions, and He will direct your path. Verse 11, My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline, and don't be upset when He corrects you, for the Lord corrects those He loves. That's another favorite of mine. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. That's what we're doing here. We're trying to gain understanding and receive the wisdom that comes from that. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. So I guess it's kind of important to learn. It's important to gain wisdom so we'll have better understanding. Wisdom is a tree of life, it says in verse 18, to those who embrace her. Jump down to 21. My child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them. If there's one thing that I see people struggling with today, it's common sense. Our politicians have no common sense. Uh, Many of our government government officials who are uh, working in certain areas to control our lives uh, seem to lack common sense. And so here are, is Solomon giving us wisdom written many, many years ago, telling us to uh, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them. Verse 24, you can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. Have any of you ever gone to bed at night and worried about your finances? I, I know that I've thought about them and I've had them on my mind, but I refuse to worry about them because the Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing. Uh, and for everything, with prayer and supplication, make our requests made known to God. And it goes on to tell us that he'll give us peace. So there's no reason, there's no need for us to worry at night when we go to bed wondering where we're going to get the finances we need to take care of the issues we're facing. So take these words to heart. You can go to bed without fear and you will lie down and sleep soundly. Verse 25, you need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. For the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. We don't, church, we we don't have to worry about sudden disaster. And think about it in the area of our finances. We should be in a position to handle financial issues that pop up from time to time. I think I mentioned in a previous episode that today the average person in America cannot handle a $400 expense. So we need to stop that. We need to be sure that that's not in our life and that we'll have no no problem whatsoever taking care of those issues that pop up. Verse 27, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. The reason I like that verse is that I want it in my power financially to be able to help people. 
I want to be able to give to a, an evangelist who comes to church or uh, when I see there's a need for something, a charity uh, in our community that needs help or maybe a relative that could use some financial assistance. And once we get out of debt, once we get ourselves into a proper spending habit, not worry about more money, but concern ourselves about managing what we have, I, I know that we'll not have to be concerned or worry about our finances and that we will have the power or we will have the finances to help others. So uh, let me wrap this up with this. Verse 35, the wise inherit honor, but fools are put to shame. So as we gain in wisdom about our finances, we'll receive an honorable way of handling our finances. And I know that will bless the Lord and then he will be pleased with the efforts that we're making. I'm going to close this teaching in a word of prayer. Father, may the listener of this episode understand the principle that more income is not always the answer. Without controlling our spending habits, we will never be set free from the bondage of debt. Your word tells us to be sensitive in how we spend our money. May we seek your direction in our financial decisions. Continually increasing our spending will never bring forth our desire to be debt-free. Heavenly Father, help us to establish a budget and live within that budget. May the Holy Spirit help us to evaluate the importance of every expenditure. Lord, we desire to improve our process of determining every spending decision. With your help, we will be successful and experience a debt-free life. And as we read Proverbs chapter 3, to us how it applies to our daily experiences with money. Thank you for your help that you have provided through your word. May our finances be a blessing to us and to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I pray you enjoyed and learned something from today's episode. You can subscribe to my podcast on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. My webpage is at davidcfriendauthor.com. If you're interested in purchasing my book entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living, you can do so at my webpage or on Amazon Books. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. My next episode on debt-free living will be entitled Freedom in Decisions. A lot to talk about there. Looking forward to our next episode. Until next time, God bless you.